Hey, long time no see. Hi. Should we pretend we haven't seen each other for like six months? No, we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we could pretend that we weren't just recording some yes. episodes. Yes, we can but do that. this is our, yeah. We're back, baby. We're back in the stew. We're back in the stew. We're releasing a mixtape. We've been so <laughs> busy, guys. Like, we're so excited. Like, that, 21 like, Savage Drake vibes. Yes, 21. Yeah. Except who's, who's 20? 20? <laughs> I think I'm 21 because I'm a savage. I'm definitely Drake because I'm in my feelings constantly. <laughs> That's fair. I so think you are a Drake. We yeah. can be on that and you only you only F with bad bitches. I only F with bad bitches. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, with occasional. Anyone Savage is a little questionable sometimes. I don't know who he's been with. Remember Rose? Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. He has a lot of kids, so he's been with a lot of oh, people. Oh, yeah, he does have a lot of yeah. kids. The cutest video I saw on Instagram last week was <laughs> 21 Savage in the car with his kids singing his song. Oh, really? Yeah. But I was like, I don't know if his kids should be singing these things. 21. Oh, my God. I love his music. It's I do so too. good. I do, too. Gets me in the zone. Yeah. Thought of zone. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's I'm excited to be recording again. I know. I've summer. been needing a hobby. I feel like <laughs> I've been... I actually... When sh shit hits the fan in real life uh -huh. and stupid shit rises to the surface, mm. my biggest thing with people is like they really need a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And so at times when I was deep into juvenile <laughs> thoughts and conversations, I was like, I really just need to just get back on my hobby grind. Yes. I will say this also gives me the best excuse to do to not do things that I don't want to do as well. Like yes. if there are conflicting plans of it or interests for a day or a weekend or whatever it is, it's like, sorry, I can't make it because I have to record for the podcast and not have to. It's like, yeah. I'm recording. This is my hobby. Is this equivalent to my mom said no? Am I your mom in this? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Very much so. <laughs> well, you got a new job. I got a new job. How is it going? It's going really well. It's been um, a few months at my new in my new role. I am at a PR agency that's actually based in London. A press release just went out about the hires. We are expanding our New York office. Um, we are just trying to expand the name of the agency that I work at. So the name, the agency I work at, it's Freud's. I it's based they're based in London, but I will say that we are very focused on the work that we do is very mission driven, mm -hmm. cause related, social impact focused work. Wow. So helping brands push, um, not push, but helping brands kind of articulate those campaigns and mm -hmm. share anything that they're working on. So I have a hodgepodge mix of clients and they're all very, very fun and very, mm -hmm. very different. But it's been great. Yeah, we're excited to kind of get the name out about Freud's in the U.S. We're mm -hmm. less well known. I actually worked with Freud's, the agency, whenever I was at Meta. So that's how I was introduced mm -hmm. to them. Mm -hmm. um, and they do really, really great work. So I'm very excited. Awesome. Love my team. Love the people. Everyone has been so incredibly supportive so far. And this feels very much like my my speed of things. And so how long did it take before you were like, okay, I want to leave my next role to getting your offer at your current job? 
Yeah, I was sitting on it for a while. I was mm -hmm. sitting on wanting something new for a while. And I think that's because I reached a certain point in my last role where I didn't know that there was going to be room for me to room for me to progress quickly in my professional development. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that trajectory happening within the next year or two. And mm -hmm. so I felt like that would have stalled me yeah. in my overall like career ambitions. So I was sitting on leaving for quite some time. Okay. Um, it wasn't really until the end of last year that I mm -hmm. started to really kind of put things into play, start mm -hmm. reaching out to people, networking, connecting with old colleagues, reaching out to people, just getting the word out that I was looking and putting feelers out there. Mm -hmm. And also just interviewing people that I didn't know, but who were in the industry to mm -hmm. see what I wanted to do next. Like what mm -hmm. made the next what pivot made the most sense for me. And so this is a startup to PR. So what are like the main differences in terms of your skill sets? So I started my career in PR and communications at mm -hmm. Meta. I was working what they would people would call in-house. Mm -hmm. And after Meta is when I transitioned into startup culture, which is obviously very different coming from a company, a corporation as large as Facebook that has dozens of formalized yeah. processes it is like a very well-oiled machine it, mm -hmm. you know you you wake up and you know what your job is every single day granted there are new issues that come up every day um because facebook just kind of sits at that edge i think of of those like issues but it was it so the job that I'm doing now is not different. It's just that going from in-house to then working at a startup in-house to now working at an agency is I'm getting a lot more exposure okay. than I would if I was in in-house. Like I said, the biggest difference whenever you're in-house, whether you're in marketing or PR or comms, you pretty much know what your job is, what mm -hmm. your role is. That's very clearly outlined. You do know those things at an agency, but you mm -hmm. can expand your skill set so mm -hmm. my clients not a single one of them are the same mm -hmm. their missions are completely different the their the the beat the environment the landscape is completely different for every single one of them so yeah. I'm learning to like navigate different industries yeah we're wow. like a full service PR agency girly you're doing influencer podcaster and PR girl. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yes. And it's so funny because I feel like I'm seeing more and more PR professionals who mm -hmm. like start their own agencies or mm -hmm. PR professionals who have, I mean, because what they're, we were in the midst of a huge wave of layoffs mm -hmm. in tech. Um, a lot of my colleagues in the past were let go and, you know, they make this transition, a lot of them from being in-house to now being their own consultant or starting their own agency. It just, it makes it easier. So I'm a lot of people do learn to be that way. Like yeah. I have old colleagues who they either decided to leave Meta on their own, then they started an agency, then they're consulting. Now they're also an entrepreneur because they started a business. Like it, you really do learn the skill set of how to kind of do mm -hmm. a lot and juggle a lot of things in business or anything that's business related. And how does your personal brand play a role in switching different careers like were they aware of all of the different facets of your life that's such a good question i'm <laughs> <laughs> um, really getting into the nitty-gritty of it all i uh, very early on i've had people 
you know, mentors, people who I've met in the industry along the way tell me that you definitely want a company that's going to accept yeah. you for everything that comes with you. Um, that's going to be okay with you, you know, doubt, like doing influencing on the side. That's going to be okay with you ha being a podcast host on the side because they're going to see those. They're going to see that as an asset mm -hmm. to be mm -hmm. added to their company, their agency, whatever it is. So that was always something that I was looking for is a company that would accept that that is also my skill set, mm -hmm. not just something that I do and something that I can bring of value to the team, to whatever work that I take on. And my company now really saw that. So they were very much aware of me influencing. They're aware that I have a podcast host. You know, we even talked about how I would be able to help in certain projects and situations with certain clients, mm -hmm. given that those things would come up. And it has truly kind of like unlocked the door to where I can start to build mm -hmm. or not build, but connect, bridge those different facets of yeah. my life. So it's great. Like it really all feels like it all came together and now I can tap into any of my like connections and the lifestyle fashion space that I might need for work or mm -hmm. call someone if I'm like hey I'm told we're working on this project we're working on this event like do you have anyone that would be interested in it um yeah it's been very very helpful and my company has been extremely receptive of that and I think it also just kind of allows me to look at the different lens look at the media landscape through a different lens like yeah. media is constantly yes. changing yeah. you have to be creative because traditional pr traditional media where you reach out to a reporter you call the news desk and you pitch your story like that doesn't work anymore like mm -hmm. you have to get very creative and i think what i do on the side really allows me to like tap into that creativity a little bit mm -hmm. in my in my work life well i think that lends really well to what our approach is for the season, which is really talking about being a multi-hyphenate mm -hmm. and transitioning and being in between the corporate world or the startup world right. and also being a media person or whoever you are and what the different roles are. And we've interviewed a, a couple people that are really, really interesting and yeah. have been lawyers and then doing full-time content creation yes. or um, doing full-time content creation and also applying for business school. Um, or they work or, in tech or exactly. they're starting their own company or like everyone is bringing like an array of experiences to mm -hmm. kind of build and mold and craft their new ideas of like what they want their professional brand or mm -hmm. roles in within their companies to look like. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm really excited for that. I'm excited to, to talk to some people that I've been admiring for years now, yes. which yeah. is awesome and amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, but what's new with you? What's new with your life? You just had a birthday. I just had a birthday, which Ooh. is why I feel like my voice sounds is like a couple octaves lower today. But yeah, it was uh, my birthday two days ago. Gemini season. Ooh, had a bunch watch of out. friends. Watch Gemini's. Out. They're watch scary. Out. Are they? Are we scary? I'm actually friends with so many Gemini's, and I think you could be scary to other people, but for some reason, I mesh well with a lot of Gemini's yes. in my life. Yes, I think I can see sometimes me scaring people. Yeah, and I can see their face, and it really scares me too <laughs> to see how much I scare them anyway uh just turned 27 Ooh, you're gonna put your age out there like that I yeah I guess I'm doxing maybe we can beep out the age I am I'm about the age people okay. should know the real me Pe okay people should know the real me and you 
And yeah, I'm 27, which means I'm officially in my late 20s, which is so wild. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah. How does it feel? Um, Did you wake up feeling like you were in your late 20s today? It feels so weird because I feel like a kid still. Thank you. I feel like I'm 19, 18. And when I talk to people that are younger, sometimes I can feel the difference in maturity level. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like the same. Yeah. It feels like you're just walking through life, slowly leveling up, doing your own thing. And it's really making me realize that when I was a kid, you know how people would always say you'll understand when you're older? Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff I'm understanding and some of the stuff, it was because they were too lazy to explain (laughs) that no one knows what the F is happening. Everyone is just doing it day by day, trying to figure out how to go through life, how to communicate, how to bond with people, how to get paid more, how to survive in our capitalist environment. Uh And so I think that's the biggest learning of being 27 is no one has it figured out. And that means that you can really path your pave your own path forward yeah. in life yeah what what's an good. example of like if you ask someone you know about something and they were like you'll you'll figure it out when you're older have you had like an aha moment where you're like oh this is what they were talking about uh i wish i like could write this down or or, or remember specifically <sighs> i think a lot of it has to do with I would ask, why is this person acting this way? And you understand when you're older, what that means is a lot of people are insecure. A lot of people have severe anxiety and a lot of people are simply trying to stay afloat Mm. of managing all of the different emotions that are around them. Yeah. So you'll understand when you're older, is more so to me versus like the physical stuff, like don't run across the street. Yes, because <laughs> yeah. you might be in danger from a car. Yeah. It's more so you'll understand that, and I'm trying to say this in a most succinct way, but you'll understand that the reason people can act weird to you is primarily a vision of how they think about themselves Mm. and so I think that's the biggest thing going into this year is being a clear communicator with my friends with my family yeah and it and not taking weirdness beyond face value does that make sense yeah I think so I yeah very much think so Mm -hmm. um I think so. <laughs> I don't know. We'll. I mean, we can. We'll re-listen and figure that out. But yeah. So it was good to be with all my friends, my partner, which was fun. Oh, it was so fun. It was. I miss a seeing lot. you guys together. I, I hadn't seen the two of you in a while. Yes. Oh, like, and hung the out same. with the two of you. Yeah. 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 Which was so funny because I was rewatching the video when we were first <clears throat> hanging out together and he was like giving us a lecture basically oh. about like <laughs> our relationships. Uh-huh. It was so oh funny. my god. Yeah. We had so many good conversations on that couch. Yeah, we did. On that fuchsia. The fuchsia. The, ma- the magenta. The magenta couch. couch. And so I'm also moving out of Williamsburg. May she rip in peace. 
<laughs> and yeah, work is still going really well. Um, yeah. I am talking to a lot of founders. I'm beginning, I'm building a really big thesis in the attention econ uh, economy. Oh, what does wait? Sorry, what does the attention economy mean? It's a lot of um, social media, gaming, and marketplaces all make money based off of how many eyeballs they get. Got it. So Instagram makes money based off of advertising right. and people's attention span. Right. So essentially, it's how are we commodifying mm -hmm. people's attention in the future? How Got are it. people going to shop in the future? How are people going to socialize digitally on the future? How are they going to date future online? How are brands and uh, creators going to cultivate their community and kind of own their network mm. beyond the pass through right now, which is kind of Instagram, yeah. Twitter, yeah. Um, LinkedIn to a degree as well. TikTok. TikTok. Okay. TikTok's a huge one. YouTube. Yeah. Um, so kind of what are the next companies building in that space, which has been really fun. Wow. I mean, this is, I have a sidebar not to bring us off track from work, but what did you think about Apple's new headset? Their VR. Oh, their VR headset. Yeah. I think, okay, so I didn't watch it, so I don't know okay. in specific, but I do, one thing that was really interesting was they didn't talk, they didn't use the word metaverse uh, or Web3 at all, which yeah. is really interesting, and they didn't use generative AI in it, and those yeah. words are so buzzy, and we yes. see a lot of startups in the space. I saw this tweet and mm -hmm. it said some ridiculous amount of startups plan to use AI in their product roadmap. Yeah. Um, which obviously the AI and the future of generative AI is really fascinating and interesting. Yeah. But I think it was a very clear point for them not to use those words. Very much so. So that they weren't boxed in very much that so. same lane. Yeah. What I've always admired Apple for that. You know, mm -hmm. they really, they paved their own path. I think they're very innovative in that way. Pretty big. And like you said, I, I think that once big companies like that come out and they like put stakes in the ground of like, okay, this is what we're leaning into. This is like where this is what's going to be part of our like story for the next however many years you will then see everybody else fall into that. Like, okay, now we got to write the metaverse into our plans. Now exactly. we got to write, um, and we got whenever people were making fashion brands and lines for the metaverse. I'm like, where did that, is that stuff still living? I think to, to some people, there's some uh, there's a lot of articles about like the death of the metaverse. Which yeah, we'll get to in another yeah conversation. But another thing I've been doing for fun on the side is reading companies 10ks, public companies 10ks. <gasps> That's and so fun. There's a girl on TikTok that <laughs> talks in specifically line by line uh -huh. on different companies' PNLs and their vision for the future. Sorry, you have to speak in English. Like I don't know that people know what companies 10ks and pnls are yes yeah, so a 10k so if you're a public company you have to publish your financials right. on a quarterly and annual basis so you could go to any company's investor relation page and see what they're thinking about how much money they're making so for example revolve is a really interesting one because mm you can see how much money they make in terms of revenue yeah. and how many returns that they make so online and returning. So it's really interesting to kind of, if you, if you don't understand 
what's going on with a broader economy. Start yeah. off with the brands you really like. Like mm -hmm. Soho House is public. Right. The the they, holding company for Solding. They're always Soho struggling. House. There's a girl on TikTok that goes into it. So. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Wait, so then do you do that for fun or do you do it mainly for work? Um, I think that it's <laughs> fun being in VC because it's a perk of the job. So yeah. I don't know if I would be doing this if it wasn't a requirement of the job. Um, but it is interesting. Yeah, that and is interesting. So whenever you think about your favorite brands too. Yes. When yeah. you think about your favorite brands, especially if anybody listening is thinking about a career in entrepreneurship in the future, mm. it'd be cool to look at the di different business models of brands you admire. And if they're really just cool from a branding perspective, right. Or if they're good, sustainable, long lasting, potentially generational brands okay and then i'm gonna ask another question that might lead us further off the topic <laughs> but for example for example for revolve mm -hmm. as a brand would you say given how much they probably spend towards branding and brand marketing and all of these things that mm -hmm. it's actually kind of sad because i actually don't know the broader like e-commerce retail mm -hmm. well, economy or space like that I'd say there's three things that are important for consumer brands. When you look at a profit and loss statements, look at their how much they spend on marketing. Mm -hmm. And that's where all of the influencer right. events and all of that stuff folds into there. If you're a consumer brand, you have to spend a ton of money on branding. And that means Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, that shit piles up. Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of brands have turned towards like creating more brand equity mm. with their customers so that they don't have to just constantly roll out ads. So mm -hmm. when you think about, okay, I want to buy a piece of clothing, what brands and websites, marketplaces do you think to go to first? Mm. And so the companies that you think of first are the ones that have the highest brand recognition and the highest brand equity, which is great for them. Got it. So it goes kind of to your, your first point. That's why a lot of D2C brands are kind of struggling right now because mm -hmm. they haven't been able to figure out, number one, their unit economics. So mm -hmm. if you buy one top or one shoe from a brand yeah is that on its whole profitable for the business or are the costs outweighing what the revenue is and then you have to also incorporate a lot of other stuff that comes along with selling an item like marketing got it got it wow <laughs> we're covering a lot we are covering a lot but that's <laughs> what we've been doing so yeah. yeah the markets are really interesting right now yeah. jobs are really interesting too a lot of people are transitioning roles yeah and trying to figure out what to do next how long have you been in your role now at your company um i've been there for n nine months now okay wow months. yeah and would you say that at the, you're kind of at the stage that you are within the company that you thought you would be like in terms of your goals? Do you feel like this is something that's going to be very long term for you? I love being a, an investor. I love being a growth stage investor. Yeah. I think that you are constantly in tune with different trends yeah. and you get to talk to people that are builders all day and doing really the hard work. And I think being 
in the wedge between like doing the hard work and talking to founders and being an investor is really an interesting space for me. Um, that takes years and years of work to be able to really recognize what a good business is, who a good CEO is, mm -hmm. who a good founder is. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that I'm definitely in the early stages of my journey and I'm excited to continue to going to different conferences, continuing to work really closely with my team um, and learn and kind of figure out also what industries are really interesting mm. because you have a lot of tech investors that know tech and like the internet really well. And yeah. you know, a lot of um, tech uh, investors that are focused on consumer tech mm. and you have a lot of tech, tech investors that are focused on B2B. So I have learned a shit ton, yeah. but every day I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, there there's is so, so much, much more, more to, learn. to learn. Right. And I think you really, you said it, you had a really good point is that to be not successful, but to reach a certain point in your career where you can say, you know, I, I feel not necessarily that you don't feel confident now, but confident that you know, the businesses, the industries really mm -hmm. well, like you said, what makes a good founder that sounds like it just takes years of experience yeah. and trial and error mm -hmm. and also like living through the markets. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so I think good advice to people that are thinking about entrepreneurship is maybe do it in a small scale first before you think about doing venture, because mm -hmm. then you're at the beck and call of so many different people. Mm -hmm. And if you're, that's why I think, I, this podcast is really great because we are owners of the whole entire thing and we yeah. get to call all of the shots and we, me and you just have to agree. Yeah. And outside of that, no one else has right. any say. We don't, we're not reporting to a board. Exactly. We're not under the pressures of other people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, oh, I love that. Oh, I'm an owner. Yeah, we're an owner. Um, but yeah. Some good updates. I'm so excited for the season and I to be wait. back recording with you. So, yeah, you said you're leaving Williamsburg. Where are you going? So I'm moving to Manhattan. I'm moving to Ooh. Lower Manhattan, which is... Have you ever lived in Manhattan before? No, never. Ooh, are you excited? Um, Scared? Nervous? I am excited. I like greenery. So I'm sad to leave being really close and walking distance mm. to like parks and stuff like that. Yeah. Shout out McCarran. Shout out to McCarran. I love Domino Park. Mm. And I also have been biking to work. So Ooh. and I bike over the bridge with the electric city bikes. PSA, whoever is out there and is scratching the QR codes of the electric city bikes. Who's WTF, doing that? Some tween somewhere. It's really awful. So I'm actually glad I have this platform to say this to you people. I was literally on Reddit on the posts of the people trying to figure out who are doing this. Sorry, now I'm going to go on a rant. But yeah, so moving to <laughs> Manhattan, something about living in Brooklyn, which I don't know if you agree with. Mm hmm. You are an incognito. You're not running into anybody when you're Real, in Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, you, you run, run into, into everyone. Everyone. People from all walks of life that you have encountered with in the past. Yes. And you just need to like, be like, can you get out? Or maybe so I just true. need to get out. That is so true. And mm -hmm. you're kind of at then the back of call of a lot of people that live in Manhattan at that point. Exactly. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Just trying to okay. be 
if you had to say one pit and one peak about moving to Manhattan, what would it be? The pit is that I'm moving out from living with my two of my best friends. Yeah. Um, the end of an era. The end of an era of a us three girls. Great era. We were hashtag Tri Delta alum. Uh-huh. Um, and we have hosted so many Catan nights, game nights, parties. And so, so we're parties. all going our separate ways. So uh-huh. that's definitely a pit. But the peak is that, oh my God, I don't know if I should say this publicly. What? I guess I'm moving in with my boyfriend. (laughs) Life update. Life update. That's exciting. Yeah. That is very exciting. So. And also just chill. Like, you know, I'm so chill about it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that is a really, really big difference. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? definitely ready and very secure and i'm excited for our also solos because we're talking about a lot of stuff to do with how to deal with being into a new relate going into a new relationship how to deal with being single how to be confident and building yourself up before you join and kind of move in with someone yeah so i definitely feel really healthy in our relationship that's incredible awesome and we can talk about whatever yeah and yeah what has been your pm pick of going into the office pit and peak Ooh, okay peak you were the one that talked to me about this in one of our solos I want to say it was last year at the beginning of the year but that going into an office I'm a hybrid mm-hmm. so going to the office a few days a week working from home the other few couple of days a week you told me that the best way for visibility and professional growth and development is by being in person face to face in the office and I really feel that I love cultivating a community outside of work some of my closest friends who I go on trips with now who I will travel across the country to go see and I know who will be in my life forever who I could call family are some of my coworkers, and so I just love having a dynamic and a community of people that aren't necessarily in my day-to-day lives but Mm -hmm. they know what's going on I can you know tap them for unbiased thoughts and feedback and like Mm -hmm. what they would do and so I love that part about work and I do I get along really well with my coworkers. I feel like that's very rare Mm -hmm. Um, and I know I'm new so I don't want to jinx anything (laughs) Um, but yeah, I feel like I've I've been very fortunate in situations to really kind of admire the people that I work with for very different reasons and can forge relationships with them that will carry on mm-hmm. um, beyond just work mm-hmm. and beyond just your time at that company, if that's what it comes to. So that is a peak. I would say a pit is it does feel socially draining still sometimes. And I don't know if that's because I went from working from home for so long. Like I worked from home for the past three years. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, two and a half, two and a half, almost three years. And by the time I come home and my head hits the pillow, I am out. There is no time to sit up and watch some TV. Mm -hmm. There is no time to to lollygag and just sit in bed and even I started slowing down on my reading I'm still reading but I'm not you know I'm definitely I think a month or two maybe a month behind on my goal um, of reading one book a month one new book a month so that is what I will say being that social 
every day mm -hmm. talking to so many people, especially because I have my colleagues here in the US. I also have my colleagues in London. So I don't work London hours, but I have to like navigate like working across time zones. And that can be exhausting by the mm -hmm. end of the day. And mm -hmm. so my social battery by Friday is like sometimes can be on E. Yeah. And I feel like using the weekends to recharge is so necessary now. Yeah. I don't really go outside. I think <laughs> the summer is being outside alone, outside in small groups. Yes. Yeah. Last night was very nice. I really appreciated that. I think it's because everyone was very like close, hadn't seen each other in a while. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, small groups, it's like four to five is my really good sweet Same. spot. Same. Yeah. But cool. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Can't wait to bring you back with some new info, some new goss on our life. I know. I'm very excited. And we are always open to feedback questions you get a lot of questions on linkedin i get a lot of questions in my dm so the more questions i get i think the more fun it is and will be for us to answer those and bring them on the pod to discuss mm -hmm. in depth yes boom Yay. bye